As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week as we help you get hopefully a little more savvy when it comes to financial choices and how they matter in your retirement. And, of course, that's the name of our podcast with Charles Scott. What is going on, my friend? How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about this stuff that's near and dear to me and hopefully make it informative. But if we don't have a good time, then why in the world are we here? That's right. We try to have fun. We hope you do too, folks. Uh, as we impart a few things, some uh, hopefully a little bit of knowledge, a couple of useful nuggets, uh, maybe a laugh or two, whatever the case might be. But at the end of the day, uh, financial choices do matter. So if you've got questions, you make sure re- you reach out and talk with a qualified professional before you take action. And of course, Charles Scott is a fiduciary advisor. And this week, we are going to be talking about getting old, longevity. <laughs> I'm, I'm not immortal. I've wanted to be, but I didn't want to have it. If it was going to kick in, I didn't want it to have it start this late. At, you know, 40 yeah. would have been great. Now, you're, nah, you're not, not, you're, so not you're not Elon Musk, right? You know, because he, no, wants, to, no, he I, wants to no. live on Mars and live forever. Like, sure. Good. G- genius guy, but he's definitely um, got a different way of looking at eccentric maybe that's the word yeah that's 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 what i'm looking for yeah well we're going to talk about the truth about longevity risk charles spend a little bit of time on this uh living a long time isn't supposed to be a bad thing now we i think we can all kind of probably agree that i don't know that our society and our system and our bodies are supposed to kind of get to where we're at but we're keep pushing those boundaries so it's you know it's going to happen but it does seem a bit counterintuitive to categorize it as risk yet it is, especially when it comes to financial sides. And uh, longevity in general is often called a risk multiplier. And we're going to talk about that in a bit because the longer you live, the more the other risks that you'll face financially get compounded. So we're going to jump into that because at the end of the day, right, as we were just joking, you know, the death rate is what it is. We're all going to go at some point. Nobody gets out of here alive. That's right. That's right. So let's talk a little bit. Let's get some numbers just to kind of base some things off. Just in general, you don't have to share any names or anything like that. But how old is your oldest client off top of your head? 82, and he's sharp as heck. Oh, okay. You can do that right away. 82. All right. Yeah. Uh, Longest lived person in your family? They got to the mid 80s. Nobody's gotten that I can recall uh, on either my side or Sherry's side past that. In fact, Sherry's parents died relatively young. Okay. So, okay. uh, uh, so, so no queen or queen of England kind of thing. No, Lord, yeah. uh, uh-uh. yeah. she's astonishing. Uh, her and her husband's still alive too. I know. Amazing. He's like ninety-seven or something, I think, and she's like ninety-four, yeah. I think. Betty yeah, White, well, same thing, right? Betty White, yeah. just amazing. I know. Uh, who's she's, fu- she's way funnier than Prince Philip. Oh, she's way Betty funnier White. than both of them combined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the you know, interesting life that they've definitely had, but Betty White's just yeah. she's our she's our version of royalty. I think there you go. Who's the oldest person you've personally known? Oh, we have a husband and wife couple that uh, Sherry's known them since junior high school. They live in the West Valley, and they're both ninety five. Wow, ninety five. And he's he's sharp as a tack, and his the wife is fading. Yeah. So, but they they both made it to ninety five. It's a it's amazing. Best friends, uh, uh, Carl Reiner just passed away this year, right? The yes. uh, the great television actor. Yes. Uh, him and Mel Brooks have been best friends forever. Uh, Mel Mel's still around. They were in their uh, late nineties, actually. 
Uh, yeah. And I was beginning to wonder if Carl was going to, you know, just continue to hang on. And, and sadly, he he passed. But uh, so yeah, you, you get the gist, right? There, we are definitely living longer. And there's companies, Charles, that are really invested in this process. I mean, you can. They've been printing 3D. I saw they printed a 3D lung and did some testing yeah. with that. I mean, they're yeah. doing all these kinds of things. Uh, so there's definitely some dollars being invested in the concept of increasing lifespan, whether it's keeping us around because our vanity or our, our fear of passing away is so great or whether or not they just want to keep milking us for taxes. Who knows? But either way, why can living long a long time be considered risky? Well, the, the biggest one is you're going to run out of money because that's the challenge that faces most people. Right. Because they right. have, you know, if you plan... The old number was if you read, you know, you got retirement age is 65, but I could claim social security at 62. So mm-hmm. if I can live to be 80 in my late seventies or mid eighties, then I've lived a long, long, long time. Well, that was maybe a generation ago. It's just not that way. So people don't, I mean, they don't have enough money and they're going to live longer. And the the issues surrounding health and mental health are two, you know, are two totally different ones. And I just saw some statistics and I don't like quoting statistics a bunch, but in this context, I think it's very germane that going into a long-term care facility, which honestly 70% of us are going to need at some point in time for some length of time, the average man stays two and a half years. The average woman stays something like 3.3 years. Wow. The average person with Alzheimer's or dementia is in for eight, like 8.3 years. Wow. And which that's, is a huge yeah. financial drain. Yes. So you've that's, got that's some to, costly care as well. There's oh, some, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's what's happening. The bodies could be kept alive. You know, the, you mentioned 3D printing and all of that kind of stuff. Right. That could work medical wonders. Your brain, they can't do it with your brain. We've talked about this before, but this is the biggest thing. And it's just something that We've got to figure out how do we come to grips with this. I don't know what the answer is other than you just, if you, the better you can prepare, the better off you're going to be because nobody knows what brings, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, but there are some things you can try and plan for. And it seems like a catch 22 because, you know, while some folks are very good, very diligent about, you know, retirement planning earlier on and they, and they do a great job with it. You know, the vast majority of people do tend to put it off. We do tend to uh, fear some things. A lot of times I think 50 serves as a catalyst for many people and they say, okay, you know what? I'm 50. I mean, I'll be 49 next month. And I find myself going, yeah, I really need to start doing more than what I'm doing. So I, th- I think that's like a gear that tends to act as a milestone to say, time to get busy. And in 15 years, if you worked from 50 to 65, and you know, in theory, you're making the most money that you're probably ever going to make. And most of the time, you can do make a real dent. But at the same time, what if you do live to 100? Yeah. I well, mean, that's six, right. And 65 you know, to 100 is a lot of time in retirement. Well, that's like I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to be retired for a year for every two years I worked. That math doesn't work. Mm, yeah. Okay. I mean, it just doesn't. So... Interesting. Yeah, well, how effectively, Charles, has, I mean, as I just pointed it out, you know, yeah. how effectively is the average person, when you somebody new comes in to see you, is talking with you, sits down, whatever the case is, have they prepared for the challenges that come with longevity? Not very well. It's the rare one that has, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. It's the statistic I like to quote was when I got into the business a long time ago, it was 5% of the people retire financially independent. Okay. Today, as I have said in the, richest country in the history of the world, 5% of the people retire financially independent. Wow. It hasn't changed. No real change. No real change. That's just the way people, that's, that's people. And like 70, in like 70 years, right? Since you've been doing this. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Totally teasing. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, it's, 
people don't, nobody wants to think about and plan for dying. No, so it's just not fun. It's not sexy. It's not a good time. (laughs) No, it's not. I get it. But, but it's still, a worse time, I think, not having it, right? Because then later on, I mean, it's like yes, we all do it. No. It's like, you know, I don't know. Just take something as simple as I need to get, okay, haircuts during the quarantine, right? How many yeah. people were starting to just be like, oh, my God, I got to get a haircut. I'm so shaggy. I'm willing to do whatever. I'm just going to buzz it myself or whatever the case is. You know, and you you put it off or you did, you know, most people just kind of kept waiting, kept waiting, kept waiting. And you finally got it cut. And how good did it feel to get that first haircut? To have it over with and out of the way. It's the same thing. Yeah. Get the planning yeah. done and get it over with. Yeah. And no, that's right. We're not, I can't put you in a chair and push the pedal and make it go higher. But we can, <laughs> we can, we can, we can try to push the pedal and make the money grow more. Right. But, right. Uh, but it's, you know, yeah. you get, you know, you get what I'm saying. It's like you, there's yes. a, people do things, they put off things, whatever the activity is. And when they finally are forced to do it, that wave of, wow, this feels really good comes Satisfaction. over Satisfaction. Yeah. And you think, well, why the hell didn't you do it sooner? <laughs> no, that's, that's human nature. I, I, that's, it is. That's what, You're right. That's what we're stuck working with. You're right. Us darn humans and our fragileness. <laughs> we, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we do some strange things. Well, Charles, share with us a, a longevity story, if you would. Maybe somebody who's come to visit you primarily because the number one rule or the number one fear, right? I am going to run yeah. out of money. Yeah. Uh, and, and how you were maybe able to kind of, you know, combat that. Well, sometimes we can't. And I think I'm going to tell the, uh, something that's probably not a happy story. Okay. Um, but an but honest one true. is good. But an honest one. Yes, yeah. it's true. The, this lady came in and had said, this is, you know, this is how old I am. This is how much money I've got. This, you know, this is where I was. Gave us, a, you know, some history and some financial perspective on the whole thing. Okay. And we took her information and we said, yeah, let's let's see what we can do to help. And, you know, give us a couple of weeks and come back and we'll sit down and have a, you know, a candid conversation about this. Well, as we started looking through it, it's like, she's going to run out of money. She's just flat out going to run out of money. She, you know, and so we said, this is what's going to happen. And she said, okay. And I said, so if you change this and change this and don't do that and, you know, don't take that 30 day cruise that you've already you know, put a down payment on because you can get your down payment back. And she said, "Now nah, I'm going to do it anyway. I said, okay, then we can't help. I said, but you're going to run out of money. Hmm. And it was like, she didn't want to hear it and she wasn't willing to. And was, so it's like, we can't make you do something you're not right. willing to do. And All the, we can do is yeah. give you the information and the experience that we have in this. And then it's up to you. I remember, you know, so that's, that to us is the saddest part about all of this. Right, right. Um, is that some people just wait till it's too late to come to grips with it. And some people never come to grips with it. That's why the 5% of the people basically are financially independent. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, they're really not dependent on anybody particular. Doesn't right. mean they're rich. Right. No, exactly. But, right. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily dependent on the government and not, right. right. I got right. you. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, and, so the funny, it's, and the funny thing it's, is to your point with that, I'm sorry, is that, you know, we talk about, we think, look at all the stuff that's going on in our country right now in 2020 and you know you're talking about people fighting over these different things, and it's yet yet the the poorest people in this country are still amongst some of the richest in the world, if you yeah. take in the global aspect of it. I know. And yet we still have these these difficulties doing something as simple as saying, "Hey, let's put aside you know X number of dollars, you know, so we can pay our future self," kind of thing. I know we're spoiled. There you go, right, right there on the head, exactly. Very well, much. Spoiled. I don't know. 
No, that's true. It, I'm it, part of that, but thank you. Well, but, uh, well, we all are, right? No, I mean, if we're being honest, we're all we all are. I, yeah. I'm guilty of it. I mean, a lot of our listeners are guilty of it. And hopefully, that's one of the reasons that they're listening is to say, yeah, you know, I don't always agree with what these guys have to say, but at the same time, you know, sometimes I do feel a bit of a challenge by it. Or I do feel like, yeah, you know what, that might be a good point, or that might be something I need to uh, pay some closer attention to. Or yeah, I know I'm hiding from you know old age or or longevity or sure. talking to yes. my spouse about what happens if when I pass and so on and so yeah. forth. Not fun, That's, but... No, but it's important and it's human yeah. nature and we just try to get people to do get people to do what they're willing to do. Yeah. Can't make them do something they're just not going to do, but that doesn't mean that we can't suggest and, and explain why we think it's important. And then, candidly, sometimes we just have them sign a disclaimer and said, hey, he told me and I just ignored it. Well, they, that's true. <laughs> so, that's you true. know, I mean... That happens. It does happen. Well, you know, and like I said, you can start having these thoughts and conversations depending on your age. I mean, we, we have listeners in a, in a wide demographic, primarily probably 45 and up with the, the heaviest amount probably being 60 and up. But for example, you know, I was joking with uh, my daughter the other day. She's in the Navy. I've mentioned her on the show before. And she's 23 and she wants to be a lifer in the Navy. And, you know, we were joking and she's like, you're making all these nice changes to to the home here that I'm doing. And she's like, I can't, you know, I can't wait. to. One of the, she's like, I can wait. But you know what I'm saying? One of these days you're going to leave that to me and I was like well maybe not I was like if you're not going to have any use for it you're our only child maybe maybe it might be make sense for mom and I to you know do something like a reverse mortgage or whatever the yeah. case might be yeah. because there's no one for this homestead and you live someplace else in the world or the country yeah. it's just going to what what are we going to do with it right you just you're just going to have to sell it and then pocket the money well maybe I should use that to help fund our retirement and our fun years and sure. then when we pass away now that's not for everybody and I'm not suggesting that I know but it, but we at least had that conversation right well no I know and and that's the kinds of things you have to talk about right we didn't take any action we're not gonna take any action I'm only 49 but we start right, yeah, you start still, the ball rolling a little bit right and then maybe it comes back around a little bit later now the funny side of that is she was like are you nuts you better leave me <laughs> <laughs> she's like you better leave me that place <laughs> but well, you get the still, idea, I, right? I, we, we've gone off topic here on the, but on a reverse mortgage, the, the statistic is something like 97% of the parents think their kids will want the house and they really two don't. Per, 2% of the kids want it. Yeah. They want the value. They don't want the physical house. Right, right, right. That's the difference. Exactly. So there's that gigantic, that, but you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, but you talk about, about yeah, and I, I, yeah, I did veer off a little bit, but the idea was to no, it's okay. bro to broach those conversations. Yeah, uh, because I, I've already had open heart surgery, and like I said, I'm not yet fifty. I, I fully expect, and I've shared on the show before, not to have longevity in my life. But uh, I'm not planning that way. I'm going to try to be smart about it and make sure that I'm planning to make it to a hundred. I don't think yeah. that'll happen, but I'm hopefully doing uh, the right well, steps. Hey. But my think my my wife will have longevity based on some you know just how she sure. lives and things of that I mean, nature. That's, so yeah, you got to have the gotta chats, man. Gotta, yeah, you do. Just gotta, gotta, gotta try to plan as best you can and have the conversations and prepare for the unpreparable. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, folks, we got you thinking about longevity. It is called a risk multiplier. You know, it's pretty crazy. Like, there's there's market risk and tax risk, and there's all these different kinds of risks. And we talked about those on the show before. And for every, you know, basically every year you live longer, every five years you live longer, all that gets compounded when in in the terms of longevity risk. So you've got to make sure that you're planning. 
uh, and having those conversations and working through with an advisor, working through with your spouse as well, but also with your advisor. And along those lines, I'm going to take an email question that we had gotten in. And of cool. course, if you'd like to go to submit your own email question, I'll tell you how to do so in just a second. But this is kind of right on topic. So I wanted to ask you about this. Millie over in Scottsdale had sent one in and she said, Charles, I'm 64 years old and I wanted to work until I was 66 or 67. And I was so, so I was going to get serious about my financial plans maybe next year. Now she says she's 64. So let me remind you of that. She's going to get serious about it within a year and then plans to work maybe another year or two after that. But I just can't deal with my boss anymore. So what do I need to do to get some things in place before I give a notice? Whew, that's kind of, that feels like really rushed. Well, what the hell have you been waiting for? Yeah. Why haven't you done anything? Why are you not? I'm going to wait a year to get serious. That means you're never going to get serious. I'm sorry. We've heard um, that about COVID, right? I've heard people say, well, when, when this calms down, I'll get serious. Yeah. Okay. But it's, I don't know. It's important unless you are, Millie, I don't know you, but unless you've got a gob of money, you don't have any idea. So you're, you know, you're, you're just out there making stuff up and it, it, that's, that's what drives us nuts. Why wait? Why not think? Why haven't you done anything? I guess late's better than never, but not by much sometimes. Sometimes. There, there, I'm sure there's a, uh, uh, a point on the fulcrum, right, where it's just like, I don't know. This is going to be challenging, really challenging. I mean, oh, yeah, that's, you can go yeah. past that point. Past, there's a point of no return sometimes. Well, there is. You just, you're just not going to be able to have any kind of life the way you thought you might because you didn't do anything to plan for it. It's, like you, you know, said, unless it, unless there's something hidden that you're not, and obviously there could be many things she's not sharing, but if you're just talking about these numbers of your age and waiting, well, that's right. It seems very scary. I uh, know, and so it's like, holy cow! Don't do you know if anybody's listening and they think they're Millie, I don't want to offend you, Millie, but no, yeah, I got to tell it like it is. That well, <laughs> hopefully that's the point, right? So that's exactly the point. Y- y- you know, sometimes I, I sit there and I think, Charles, it's like, it's like. You're at a loss for words, Mark. Well, I don't no, think I've ever heard well, that no, before. that's okay. It's like, <laughs> think about going to the dentist. I hate to equate it to the dentist, but I think this. Oh, don't do that. You know, but it, like you, you think, okay, I've, maybe, maybe I've got a tooth that hurts and I don't want to go because I don't want to find out that I'm going to have to have a root canal, for example. Right. Well, you don't have a clue if you're going to have to have a root canal unless you go find out. And it may not even be one, but I guarantee you, if you keep waiting, you're going to have to have a root canal. <laughs> So it's the same kind of thing in, in my mind a little bit. It's like if you think that you're going to get bad news about finding out about your retirement plans, that they're not where you want them to be, and so you keep waiting to avoid it, they're only going to get worse. That's right. It doesn't get better by avoiding it. So just go find out, and if you need to make changes, guess what? You'll know what those changes are, and you can start making them. Yeah, yeah. And that's rip a positive. The rip the Band-Aid there off, you the, go. Pers- the procrastination scab, and just do it. There you go. And then you can start to make the adjustments, make the changes, and move the ball down, you know, down the field, move it forward, all That's that right. kind of stuff. See, there we go. So we finished on a positive note after all. <laughs> and I think but, that's going to do it. If, if you got anything else you want to talk about this let week? Me, yeah, let me throw one thing in here that yes. I have talked about um, a couple times very briefly before. And it's a program that we've created with a really good friend of ours that's an attorney. It's called Rescue My 401k. And what it does is it uh, it lets people roll over their 401k dollars now if they want to. They can do it at any age, in any amount, no taxes, no penalties. They can even keep contributing to their current 401k if they want to and get the company matched. It's all it's totally legal. Um, it's it, it, there are a handful of people that are doing it around the country. We just think it's really cool if you're interested in it. 
um, call the office. We'll give you some more information about it. We can see if you qualify because it's not right for everybody. Okay. But, uh, you know, and we're taking a, you know, a few, a few, a handful of new clients this month as we're just rolling this out, but we, you know, we're, we're really excited about it. So give us a call and, uh, we'll see if it fits you and go from there. But, what, you know, you don't yeah. ask, you don't ask, you don't know. That's and right. we're happy to, we're happy to share what we think is a really cool idea going forward. So, and what was the name of it again? Rescue my 401k. Rescue my 401k. All right, folks, we'll reach out to them and give them a call at 480-513-1830. Let them know you'd like to possibly rescue your 401k and have that conversation and get started with Charles and Sherry and the team there at PelotonCapital.com. 480-513-1830. Again, 480-513-1830. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at PelotonCapital.com. P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N Capital.com. That's Peloton capital.com you can subscribe on apple google spotify and lots of different things a lot of good tools tips and resources to be found on the website and charles my friend thank you so much for your time as always good conversation i love chatting with you we try to keep it honest and uh, i hope you have a great week and stay safe you too mark thanks a bunch we'll talk next time we'll see you next time right here on financial choices matter with charles scott Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.